Week 12 can be full of surprises, but we're not there yet. We're not on the last leg. We're on week 11, so hold your horses, people. I'm super excited about week 11 and some of the potential trap games and some of the ways that you can win a lot of money. I've won mine. I'm trying to help you get yours. Jersey Drake is in the building to get us right for the weekend. Let's talk about it on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Jersey Drake of Locked On Seminoles podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. And if you're looking for some real money, maybe you can bet with Jersey Drake on Duke football. I'm just telling you, if you really want to get some Go ahead, Money Mike. Mike Elko, I just want to say thank you before we start. Like, thank you for taking the season to the next level and really giving me my bread that I just, I knew I was going to get eventually, but it's so nice to get it now. And, you know, going bowling. There, Deep Blue Devils, going bowling. Yeah, that cash app hurt. I ain't even going to lie to you. I sent it to you, I sent it to you before the show because I don't want to be like, you come and be like, hey, where's my money on live, on live you know, TV? But hey, Listen, we made some money that last week. We had Boston College covering. We took that. We had Georgia Tech also win the game outright. We took that. FSU Miami, we told you to take the under. And Miami, as you know, it's been for the past two weeks, didn't score an offensive touchdown. So it's all right. All is right in the world. Uh, 100%. We can talk about Miami. You can get your jokes off. But we are going to go straight through the slate on the Saturday. Nothing but games, ACC style. First up will be Virginia Tech. A 2-7 and seven team against the Duke Blue Devils. And as much as we want to say, Duke, you've got everything to go. You've got your bowl game. There's still more to get. And the Virginia Tech is desperate for a win. They are a coastal rival. They'll be on ESPN3 at 12 noon. And right now, Duke is favored, but not by a lot. So you still feel like there's a chance for the Hokies. I mean, it's more, though, it's like I'm not the biggest fan. It's like overall with Virginia Tech, it just feels like you're just not a very, very good team. Grant Wall still is leaving a lot to be desired overall. As I said last week, I am now Pastor Drake. I have no faith in them to cover anything. But then the question rises now that Duke has made a bowl game. Now, mm-hmm. are they playing for Coastal? I don't think so because UNC owns the outright as tiebreaker overall. UNC has an easier path for us the way if they can get past Wake Forest this week, which, spoiler alert, I think they can. So you got to ask a question, like, can Duke get up for this game, especially against an opponent as weak as Virginia Tech? And you saw them stumble a little bit against Georgia Tech, ended up losing because they couldn't really get back in the fight. Don't put yourself in a position to where you're smelling yourself a little too much. That's all I'm saying for Duke. Well, that being said, his name is Money Mike Elko officially. So, folks, take Duke at minus nine and a half because I think it's going to get a little bit higher because, like all of you were saying, Virginia Tech, the season's already over for them. So, at this point now, they're just basically be a team that might be quitting this week. See, I would take Virginia plus nine and a half. I think it's going to be closer than people think. It is okay. at, it is in Durham, but I just, I don't know. I think it's not going to be as widespread as people maybe assume. But, you know, crazier things have happened, and I'm hoping the Hokies can figure out how to get a win on the road or just something positive, because I would hate for Ken Gibbs to have to come back here on Monday and talk junk about you again. So there's that. 
All right, we're moving on to another Coastal Division matchup, Pitt versus Virginia. Not the greatest season for either, but nonetheless, they are going to try to do the damn thing on ACC Network at noon. They will be in Charlottesville. Drake, how are you feeling about Pitt? Only minus four and a half right now. That's interesting to me because Pitt has been one of those teams where like, I can't really put my finger on it, even though we basically have said that Keen Slovis, we had high hopes for him in this year and just basically hasn't really shown much of anything. But then you have a Virginia team that, has that what well, it's really weird because their defense is actually their secondary is actually one of the tops in the conference which is actually really surprising but then they're really hamstrung by a very i guess was the best word to put it to a very inept offense to me i think this is a game where pit at four and a half that's a sneaky actually sneaky decent play over here so to me i'm gonna take pit here actually match four and a half we love the Lord sneaky on this show. I, there are rumors that Narduzzi is not really feeling Slovis and he might not be there after the season is over. He might go back into that portal, dip that toe, and say, maybe we need another quarterback. That would be terrible for Slovis, right? Like, that's what, your third school? That'd be a second. No, so, yeah, so, because Pitts is second school, so leaving for another okay. one, yeah, you're right. That would be his third school. So, it's like, it's, it gets to the <laughs> point where I think what Chase Bryce kind of did that, didn't he? Chase Bryce was at Clemson, mm-hmm. then went over to Duke. But hey, I mean, he went to Appalachian State, had a decent year last year. He got to be Texas A&M this year. So you know what? Maybe third time is a char for Keaton. Go to the group of five, you know, stunt down there real quick. You okay? <laughs> yeah, I hit the wall because I'm like, yeah, charge the Graham. It's fine. Totally fine. No worries at all. Then we'll head into these 330 matchups. We've got Louisville and Clemson, which for me is the first trap game of the weekend. Louisville is playing some really good ball right now. That defense is looking sharp. Malik Cunningham is doing just enough. And Clemson, you know, emotionally, where are they at? They fell to the number 10 spot. Now you're trying to tell yourself, all right, stay in it. There's always still a chance mathematically for you to figure out and find yourself in the college football playoffs. But can they use that underdog mentality that Dabo Sweeney loves so much and figure out how to win on ESPN against the Cardinals? So I want to say earlier in the week that I think you guys are talking about how Clemson losing was bad for the ACC overall. I think Cle- uh, Kenton yeah. was saying that the CFP representative, it's gone. People will look bad at the ACC. And you know what? That's the reasonable take. That's the correct take, and that's the best take to have. But I'm a hater at first, at heart, and I'm very happy to see Dabo Sweeney lose. But also, I'm very happy to see Marcus Freeman actually get a signature win because people were that's asking fair. for him to be fired in the first three to four weeks for no damn that's reason fair. when Brian Kelly basically left him with a very poor offense. And now you have him that ranked back in the CFP, I think a number 20 overall. Marcus Freeman is showing that he is a damn good head coach. And listen, being up on Dabo, 20 nothing. you know, I think heading into the fourth quarter, that was beautiful to me. So then also I need to go over to Scott Satterfield, who's someone that I have been saying bad things about since you've had me on this show. <laughs> He's been doing an extremely damn good job. And Malik Cunningham the is a big reason why. The yeah. fighting Saracles. They, I mean, the seat was hot, and then now it's like, okay, Scott, I see what you have on the offense, but also the defense side of the ball with that secondary two as well with Control Clark and Jarvis Brownlee, they're playing, playing really well. And plus seven for Louisville? I don't think Lightning strikes twice. But I don't, don't think Louisville's going to win the game, but they'll cover here because right now Clemson, that offense is looking like what we thought it was going to be when we saw them against Georgia Tech. Yeah, 100%. And you know what's crazier? Like, we talked about it the week before, and we sat there, said, said to ourselves, listen, at the end of the day, what kind of mentality is DJU going to have if you always know that somebody is going to be right there on your neck and replace you if you have one bad series, if you have one bad half? Like, what is it going to take? I think this is the same kind of vibe, right? I don't. I see DJ starting, but will he finish the game? 
that sucks that that's literally the rest of the season for us. For two games left, bowl game, all the things. Is it a DJ do good enough? But if it's not great, I'm going with Cade. And are we going to see a shift and he's probably going to transfer? I don't know. Oh, I think he's gone. But also it's like you see yeah. how Cade struggles in the game even after you replace him. So then how does that make DJ feel like this kid isn't giving us a better chance to win? I, I all, everyone can see that right now, but you're still benching me for him. That's kind of a slight from Dabo, to be honest with you. Now, Dabo understand that you can't go from Deshaun Washington to Trevor Lawrence to DJ. Like it's so you've had these yeah. all these five-star quarterbacks. What's going to happen now when that entire defensive line for Clemson's gone? Because right now, all it is is Will Shipley, and that's it. So and we're all talking about how Brent Venables is struggling in Oklahoma, Tony Ellis is struggling over Virginia. So then why now that like they're all going to be gone? So it's like Dabo, can you really, really show up show up that basically that you're a good head coach and DJU? He'll go over to UCLA, hang out with Chip Kelly, replace DTR. So that's what I think is going to be going to. You know, to me, this is all boils down to ego, right? Every They all broke up the band. It's giving very much band breakup for no reason. Like, you could have just regrouped, had a kumbaya meeting, and sat there and said, listen, we're going through some things, but we can figure it out together and blah, 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 blah. But they were like, no, I want to leave, you know, Brad Venables. I want to leave myself, Tony Elliott. And now we're forcing Dabo to, you know, build up a quarterback. And while he said he has all the faith in the world of him, it doesn't seem like that because as Ken Gibbs mentioned, he ain't never seen Trevor Lawrence be pickpocketed in and out, in and out when he wasn't doing well. He ain't never nope. seen that. Right. I mean, he, either, he has faith if, in Kelly Bryant. Remember what happened with that? <laughs> Hello, somebody. So I just, you know, it's very, very interesting to see, but want to shout out Slam Tana, who always gives us a good time here. My biggest Louisville fan, Swaggerfield, go cards. Listen, <laughs> love that. Swagger feel like like we said, those boys are playing hard and for nothing else. They are trying to do their damnedest to make sure that their coach comes back and actually use all those 20 star recruits that he has coming in to the program. But as I mentioned, this episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up college football season. I am going with Duke quarterback Riley Leonard, higher than 50 and a half rushing yards against the Virginia Tech Hokies. I think that Drake May will be lower than 300 and a half yard, half passing yards against Wake Forest. Maybe that defense will come through. Maybe not. We'll see. But underdog is easy to play and available in over 30 states. Just pick between two and five players across any team, not just your team, and decide if they will finish higher or lower. One of the best, easiest fantasies to play games out there and you can win hard cold cash in a single game sign up with promo code locked on and underdog will double your deposit up to 100 dollars. deposit 100 dollars, get 100 dollars free go to underdogfantasy.com or find the underdog fantasy app in the app store or google play that's underdog fantasy using promo code locked on one word and get in on the college football pick'em action today we're rocking and rolling with Ooh, I almost said Kenton Gibbs. We're rocking and rolling with Drizzy Drake here of Locked On Seminoles podcast. He loves to talk about those Seminoles each and every day. So if you're not following Locked On Seminoles, make sure you do that. You can also follow his fun message boards with Knowles Anonymous and all the things. But we got Boston College and NC State facing off at 3.30 last time that the pack will be in Carter-Finley. And let me just sit here and say, what a way to end it, because you're probably going to blow Boston College out the water. That defense is doing great. And now you have an opportunity to just really fine-tune some things as you head into the 12th week and then in your postseason play. Yeah, Hemjay Morris. I think that's a great nickname. That's basically the best way to put it. He was someone that I saw actually back in high school recruiting-wise. He's someone that Kenny yeah. Dillingham, the 
former offensive coordinator at Florida State, the current offensive coordinator at Oregon, actually heavily, heavily recruited. And to me, that's someone that potentially he could have a higher ceiling and higher output than Devin Larry when his career is actually done at NC State. You supplement that with a very, very effective defense. To me, only the limits him would probably be Tim Beck, but even he's been a little bit better. But then Boston College at this point, they may have found someone with Emmett Moorhead. And to me, like he looks a lot more comfortable than Phil. Phil is probably going to go to his group of five school, probably heading into the offseason because I don't think Jeff Halfley and him are seeing ITI. So with the play team, my state team, I'm a little wary on this, so I'm going to go with the under 41 here. I know it's a very low number, but I fully expect N-State's defense to actually impose their will against a very depleted offensive line because I'm pretty sure now Boston College's offensive line has like three or two walk-ons on it now. And that just, you know, it's you can't help you can't help but feel bad about Jeff Halfley at this point. Yeah, I don't know if I feel bad. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. He did it to himself. He did it to himself with the transfer rules, but you're right. So you're yes, right about that. A thousand percent. All right. I'm going to leave it at that because I feel like it's just a bludgeoning and we'll just we'll hope for the best. You know, give it give it your all. We thought, you know, I, honestly, <laughs> I honestly was over Boston College after they lost to UConn because it's like at this point, you're not going to win another game. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. Miami, Georgia Tech face off at 330 on ESPN3, Georgia Tech. Right now, as the favorite, I know I'm gonna give you the floor because I am pretty sure a 45 to three win last weekend got you in all of your feels, Jersey Drake. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just gonna say one thing and one thing only. Um, <laughs> I was pretty embarrassing, but I'm not gonna beat them down any further because I'm pretty sure if you look at the spaces overall that Miami fans have had ever since that game ended, yeah, uh, Lions are concerned with opinions of sheep, so I'm gonna let them do what they want to do. Did now, they have Miami, a fire? Did they have a fire Mario? Uh, uh, I think they had to fire everybody. I think they had to fire Mario, fire Gas, fire the Water Boy, follow the, you know, the <laughs> rental at the Airbnb. That's Hard Rock Stadium. Sorry, Florida yeah. State Seminole Hard Rock Stadium because you know that's our home. But you know what it is. What it is. Georgia Tech did open as a one point favorite, which is kind of surprising to me. But then now it's a pick 'em overall. To me, is a game Miami should win, but they haven't scored a touchdown offensively or defensively in the past two weeks. Georgia Tech actually has a very, very solid defense, a swarming defense. It was a funny pun. So to me, Zach Pyron might be the best quarterback on the field that day. And I think Zach Pyron actually might lead Georgia Tech to a win. So as a pick'em, I don't see the value there. So give me the under 44, and I can see probably Georgia Tech winning 27 to maybe 14. Now you have your first year coach in Miami. You have an interim coach in Georgia Tech. To me, at some point, with all the coaching abilities that they say coming out of Miami, you would hope that they could figure it out, right? Am I am I confused, or I'm I'm a little spot on? No, I think you're spot on. I think the prim- the primary problem is like Mario Cristobal is an excellent recruiter. I still think that he basically mm-hmm. actually someone that kids eventually want to play for. Like folks, mm-hmm. I know this is the floor they got coming here, so take it with grain of salt. You look at his team in Oregon, that offensive line is elite. That entire offensive line is kids that he recruited. And I think if he stays there, that'll be great for him. The only thing he needs to change is his approach to his staff. Kevin Steele, I said in the offseason, he's an old defensive coordinator. He hasn't been elite since 2010-2009. Also with Josh Gass. Right now you're seeing him. He, I don't think he's held at any accountability at all, period, when it comes to these offensive overall. When like you, our receivers are, you know, have no idea what to do. Freaking um, Tyler Van Dyke has been struggling overall. Jake Garcia looks absolutely lost. So to me, I think it's more that they need to bring the kids in, the young guys. Basically, we saw with Mike Norvell the past two years and also bring in a staff that I think the recruiting will be fine with Mario at the helm and also with the billionaire John Ruiz basically helping to basically bring kids in. So bring in coaches that actually can coach and develop. And I think Miami, not this year, 
maybe not next year, but I think two years from now, you actually do will see basically something brewing in Miami. You guys have hope. It's a nice thing. There we go. Shout out to our homie Alex Dono because I know the Oregon fans are probably in his comment sections on the daily being like, thank you for taking Mario off our hands because now we are knocking on the college football playoff door. It's really, I don't know how how I would feel if I saw my former team being eight and one really at the opportunity to be in a position to really play for more while I'm over here just begging for wins. Like, give me anything. That's tough. Listen, he, he's from here. He grew up here, went to Christopher Columbus High, played in Miami like back in the day. His wife is from here. He wanted to be down closer to the family. I completely get it. I mean, I was over yeah. in Baltimore Law School. You always want to come back home. I'm back home in South Florida. I never want to leave ever again. I'm going to build my family and everything else so I completely I completely get it. I hope he's successful. Latino guy, Latino guy. I always want the best for our boys and women. So we'll see. But I definitely do hope that basically he's able to turn it around. But y'all need to be patient because um, as much as I troll, you really, really need to stick with this guy because you can't afford to go with anybody else who will best be as committed to this team as, you, as, the, as he is. A thousand percent. All right, let's move on to North Carolina and Wake Forest. A lot of money to be made. If you aren't betting the over, you're kidding yourself. I think there's going to be very minimal defense. Uh, but, you know, crazier things have happened. And because I say that, that means the best defense we're going to see all season from both Wake Forest and North Carolina are going to be at the helm. And we're going to be sitting here saying Gene Chizik is a genius. Or we're going to be selling ourselves Wake Forest is who we thought they were. A really high offensive team, high octane offensive team, and a less than stellar defensive team. I think this game has averaged around 92 points the past two seasons <laughs> when they played each other. Yeah. So this is a game right now. The totals at 77. Take Kansas' advice. Slam the over. And this when they score a touchdown, live bet the over once up to 84. And do keep just doing it until basically someone stops scoring. So <laughs> Kansas, to me, the one thing, though, I'll look at the sides here. Wake Forest has struggled in the past few weeks. North Carolina, if Drake May actually probably played for a bigger tier program, Drake May would 100% be in the Heisman conversation. Well, what do you mean bigger tier program? Wait a minute. Ah. Football, football. If he was playing at Michigan or Notre Dame, he would 100% be in a Heisman conversation. Part of that, I mean, part of that is the I mean, hello, Carolina is 8-1. What you want us to do? Mike Barron been quiet this whole season. I'm actually proud of him. I thank him for that. No, no, but listen, but like Drake May playing at North Carolina for football reasons, but if he's playing at Alabama, the school that he was originally committed to, don't you think he'd be getting some Heisman hype? Oh, he for sure. He would be going to New York. Well, let's start there. But I mean, all I'm saying what... is, North Carolina is not a chump school, people. Oh no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying people that. I didn't say you said that. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just speaking to, I'm just speaking to the audience. I'm speaking to the group, right? I'm you're to you're right. There are people who agree with you who are like, you know, if they were playing at. What, what more do you want the man to do? He, he they're eight and one. They, they did all the things. It ain't his fault. The coast sucks. It ain't his fault. But that's also kind of the part <laughs> of the problem, right? <laughs> Now, if Miami had been competitive, we'd probably be having a different conversation, right? We probably would be sitting here saying, okay, he definitely deserves an opportunity. Yeah, and I think that's someone that, I mean, Slam Ten, I mean, is right about that. If UofL can present a Heisman, anyone can present, uh, produce a Heisman. I mean, I agree with that. Just more that I think with media, people that are voting for these awards, they see North Carolina as the basketball school. But even though I think Drake May is someone that needs to be talked of in the top three of Heisman contention. Now they be talking about it when they beat Clemson at the ACC championship, but we can go, we can say ooh, that. Ooh. So then before we get into that over there, how do you feel about this game? Because right now I contend, I, I, my, my bet contingent on your opinion about the game. Cause I know you're probably the most critical, but you're the most realistic UNC fan that I know. And I know Love only two. that for me. Well, well, I think that Wake Forest, as much as I want them to get their lick back from last season when they kind of wet the bed towards the end and just undid themselves 
defensively. I really think that emotionally they're not there and it's going to trickle onto this. Like UNC is, has figured out ways to win tough in ways that I have not seen in the past couple of years. And I'm actually proud of the defensive, you know, stands and coming up clutch in important moments. And we know that Drake can't afford to have a bad game and that sucks for him. So if he's playing any kind of shaky, if we see multiple, you know, turnovers, but especially Wake Forest capitalizing on said turnovers, it's going to be a long day for North Carolina. I think they ultimately come out with the win. However, we're a top 15 team. Who knows if we're walking around like our ish don't stink. I would be leery, leery. What's the right word I'm looking for? You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I would just be cautious, cautious about North Carolina pulling out this dub. I think they can Look. do it. But you know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't bet uh, Wake Forest as the un, as the underdog. Not not at all. Yeah. So folks, take UNC plus four, and also as you know, my line sprinkle the plus one sixty because I do think UNC is the better team. I know that one of the big things we learned in our locked in ACC is that we don't give UNC that much credit because when everyone starts doing that in the offseason, they kind of you know piss down the leg real quick. But to me, this is a Wake Forest team that mentally they're locked. So up until this point now, we're going to take UNC to win this game outright. And Drake may, maybe, just maybe, UNC could be a top 10 team by the end of next week. You know, that would bless my little soul. I would be so happy because I feel like North Carolina men's basketball is going to be out of the number one spot probably in two games. So if we could just get a little balance, that would be great for the universe. All right, right final. <laughs> Don't don't get me started, Drizzy Drake. All right, we got one more game to go over here. But first, did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and packages thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe was named the best home security system of 2022 by US News and World Report for a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agencies fast protect technology exclusively in Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can prioritize police response. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-S-A-F-E. Whoo, say that three times fast. This is their biggest discount of the year, so you don't want to wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There is no safe like Simply Safe. All right, wrapping up the show here, Jersey Drake of Locked on Seminoles podcast. Make sure you guys check him out. We are talking about all of the great games here at week 11, the best bets. We want Miami to bounce back. We want to feel like Duke can keep it rolling. But more importantly, we got to say Florida State. Can you back up a really good performance with another hard-hitting one? Yes, Syracuse fell out of the top 25, but they are a good team. The status of Garrett Schrader is unknown. Garrett Williams is out, but maybe they're not a fluke. We're just going to hope and pray <laughs> that they're not a fluke. And there's only a touchdown lead here for Florida State as it currently stands. How are you feeling about the Seminoles playing at Syracuse? So one of the things about Syracuse that I was talking about with Dave, that sneakily they could be a very good team. The only problem is how they're going to fare in the back half of their schedule. First few games, a Louisville team still trying to find themselves, UConn, a Purdue team that's been off and on, bad Virginia, an FCS and Wagner. They had to buy a week. But yeah. then... They have NC State. They beat, honestly, if Devin Leary plays that game, I don't think they win that game. Then yeah. they go over and play Clemson. 
Clemson, very physical defense. Then they play Notre Dame, a very, very physical Marcus Freeman defense. And then they play Pitt, who Pat Narduzzi may is bread and butter being a talented defensive coordinator. So right now, Syracuse is on a losing streak of three games. They also are down Garrett Schrader. So now I had to go over to Carlos Del Rio Wilson, who last week did not have one of his best days. But also defensive line is injured. They're all ACC corner is also out. And now you're seeing basically the opposite of what happened to Florida State. Where now basically Florida State is going up against backup QBs in the past few games. They went up against Jack, Jake Garcia last week. But before that, they went against Zach Gibbs and Zach Pyron. And now they're going up against Carlos Dorrell Wilson. Now, I am a little concerned that this might be in a spot where basically you had very high emotions. You're, smoke, you're smoking cigars in the, in the locker room. Basically, you beat down your rival. And I got to travel all the way up to the Carrier Dome. I know it's JMA Wireless Dome, but at my age, it's still the Carrier Dome. Right. Praise be. To me, my seven, I think, is a very, very slim number. It's an easier number. If it was Garrett Schrader, I would take Syracuse. Well, Carlos Del Rio Wilson and Sean Tucker, who I'm pretty sure is also pretty banged up, but seeing how his carries and touches have been a lot smaller the past few weeks, give me FSU at minus seven and give me the over as well. Yeah, you know, I also think that for Syracuse, they really needed health. They needed health of their um, playmakers through to last them throughout the season. The fact that they don't have that now really just speaks volumes to the lack of depth and maybe the lack of recruiting issues that we have for Dino Babers and the fact that we can't get guys, you know, next man up mentality and all the things. So as much as I want Dino to stay, I think six wins might keep you, but you got to find one win against a good school to make me feel like we're still moving in the right direction. Because, yes, we know you can beat the schools you're supposed to beat, but can you elevate one more? I mean, look, He's got us, and then he they travel to Wake Forest, and then they travel Chestnut Hill. So yeah. basically, you need to take at least one of those three games, and yeah. I think Boston College is already a gimme. I yeah. think you can probably steal one against Wake Forest because they're kind of spiraling right now. But this is a Florida State team that for that meteor part of the NC State, Clemson, and Wake Forest uh, um, schedule, they, lo- they didn't have Fabian Lovett. They didn't have Robert Scott. They have Jordan Travis was still injured. And now it's a fully healthy Florida State team that has scored 40 points in its past two games consecutively. This is a pissed-off physical team now. And quite honestly with you, I thought I would never say that about a Mike Novell-led team, and I am very happy to basically be very wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, listen, I think Jamie Robinson looks like a dog. Oh, my God. He just, I, I feel so bad for that Miami quarterback. I'm like, I'm like, that's disrespectful as hell. Just ragdolling and talking on the ground. Dog, he was looking crazy. But overall, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, I like when FSU is good. It's better for the brand of the ACC, and that's fine by me. Hate it had to be y'all Miami, but you live to see another day. And maybe Syracuse can put up a good fight. It'll be a good showing either way. So those are all your games here for Week 11 and the best bets. We got you. We're gonna get you some money. Make sure that you let us know how you do with the different bets that you put up against all of your favorite ACC teams. And if you want to follow Drizzy Drake for a little more action, especially if you like the Seminoles, where can they find you? Beyond tally underscore underscore Drizzy Drake. Well, you can follow my co-host David Wise at FSU Knowles. The O is a zero and the S is a five because he's ancient as hell. And then you can follow the podcast at Knowles Anonymous. Basically, we engage with our fans. We have a Discord where we have to find out our themes for episodes, our man to man like Mondays. And folks, please, please bet responsibly. Always like to have a good time around here, but let's don't be going with your entire paychecks. Do little sprinkles in that here now and again. And folks, as always, we're fans first, people second, and content creators third. Love that. Guys, have a great and safe weekend. Come back on Monday with Kenton Gibbs. We're going to talk about good, bad, and ugly with the Atlantic Division teams. Then we got your Tuesday packed with some good, bad, and ugly for the coastal side. 
And I cannot believe we're in our last week of regular season college football. It's crazy. Time is flying when we're having fun with all our friends. And, of course, we'll have some basketball updates for you, both men and women, and all the good stuff. So for Candace Cooper and Jersey Drake, until next time.